And you're welcome along to the film show. Uh, that's Dean Malumbi. That's uh, one of the lads from Dunkirk on a press tour. <laughs> look at Brian Lloyd's hair. Look at it. It looks great. You look great. Brian, Brian, <laughs> can, we just, can we just say, Brian Lloyd got a got a rousing ovation when he walked into the office this morning because of his More new than haircut. one. You, you look fantastic. You scrub up really well. He scrubs up really well, Dee, doesn't he? He does. He scrubs up really well. Um, Thank so, you. this is your time to shine now, Brian. Okay. You big nerd. Even though Dee's actually wearing the, the Marvel I'm apparel. I'm wearing the shirt. We're going to talk Avengers Endgame first, then we're going to get to a real movie, 8th grade, for myself and Dee. Oh! I just like, I just like, I, I just like winding up the geek. Oh, he's okay. so edgy! Oh, he's so edgy! So, oh, you, so, so, edgy. You, so you guys, you went to Preston earlier in the week, right? Yes. But it's, you were gone for like half the day because the film is so <laughs> yeah, long. pretty much. Okay, yeah. so producer Dave is going to switch off because he's actually going to see it tonight. Yeah. So he doesn't want to know anything about it. So sure. spoiler free, free, Brian, where are we at here? Where's the plot? Who are the people? What's going on? Right, okay, so it's... Picks up exactly at the end. Spoiler. Sorry, just kidding. I know, but like, there th- are no, no spoilers. There are no sp- like. Okay, so as you can imagine, it picks up right where Avengers: Infinity War left off, and what it, in a general kind of sense of the word, what it does is it tries to examine what it's like to actually, you know, be Captain America and be Iron Man, and like, right, okay, how do you deal with failure? How do you deal with the fact that? you spent your entire life trying to stop something happening and it actually happened. So now what happens? Do you collapse in on yourself? Do you try to help people around you? Or do you just separate entirely from the whole thing? And the movie does a very, very good job of using each one of the Avengers to explore how they in turn deal with it. Um, Now, you know, the film is three hours long. So, yeah, it is. Like, it, it's a full three hours. Mm. Like, um, I will say that there is some problems with it in terms of pacing. They could have absolutely lost 20 minutes. You said that in your review, yeah. yeah. They could have easily lost 20 minutes in this. And it would have been... I don't know if it would have been a better film, but <clears throat> it would have been a shorter film. <laughs> but, um, like, you know, there are a lot of moments in it that it was like... You definitely... I was watching, I was like, yeah, I'm enjoying this. But, like, you don't need this. You could cut this out, like. Um, and a lot of those moments that were in it felt like it was sort of like they were kind of literally turning to the audience and like, uh, uh, we're winking, you see this? Uh, uh, you know, like it's very fan service mm. in parts. Um, the whole franchise is fan service. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, to be fair, the whole entire franchise is is that. Um, and I mean, the whole point is this movie is for the fans. So it makes sense that there is fan servicing in it. I mean, like, in terms of if you were to go into this and you'd never seen any Marvel oh, movie, ever, you'd have no clue what's going on. I mean, you would have even had to see, never mind seeing all the movies, you would have to see pretty much all the post-credit scenes as well to actually get what's going mm. on here. So you'd have to, you have to have seen it all. You have to be a yeah. diehard fan to get what the heck is going on and why. And you'd also have to get it to actually understand the sentimental impact of the characters and what they're going through here. So sentimental impact in that, like half of them have pulled a Houdini and it's kind of trying to find where they've gone, what's yeah. to get them back. Mm-hmm. 
that's but also yeah. the difference. Is, like, like, is that a spoiler? Yeah. Gonna get in yeah, this is but it. also, really like, like, well, like Brian said, the different ways that they're coping with the consequences of Thanos' action is very much a reflection of each of the characters' journey so far. So, like, we've seen Thor go through a tr- trilogy already, Iron Man, Captain America, they've all had those respective films. So it is like the culmination of all of those, each individual character's journey. So it absolutely makes sense that it would be three hours long to, you know, serve Give justice all, yeah. to each of them, so you know? And it's re- it really is focused on that core, you know, Marvel Avengers assembled team. There are other characters that play like fairly big roles, like, uh, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer, guys. Like Ant Man and Rocket have bigger roles than you yeah. would think that they'd have. I'm not, I'm not really... in now. I love those two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. A lot of um, uh, humor there as well. A lot of humor that we didn't yeah. expect. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like there's Lots a lot. Of of, like there's a lot of like humor in it, and that's what I'm saying. Like in terms of some of the scenes where I'm like, you don't need this. They were putting that in to lighten it up and make it a bit more jokey. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, I get the joke. You don't need to. You don't need to keep hammering on about this. Like I get yeah. it. Like um, you got you find that irritating. I, I found it a bit of a relief because there was so much brooding. I was yeah. like, I needed those jokes. Sure, you know? yeah, that's it. Well, like I mean, you could have just mm, and it would have been. <laughs> See, better. I wanted the brooding to be. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, at the end of the day, these films, they have to be entertaining. They have yes. to deliver in the set yes. pieces. They have yeah. to be humorous. You know, people aren't going to want to see a DC movie from yeah, four exactly. years ago in the cinema, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm just every time like I open my mouth, I'm trying to think. Okay, don't mention that. Yeah. Don't mention. You that, should censor yourself that. like that in real life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish. Should I say great. this? Should I not say this? Yeah. Right? He doesn't do that, I don't do that at all. all. Like literally, <laughs> if people were watching this before the cameras came on, it just wouldn't have been good. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, like it's it's, you know, yeah, at three hours long, it's got to be entertaining, and it is entertaining. There was no at no point in it what was I like, kind of like. <sighs> You know, I'd have to go to the toilet about six times a say during that film. Yeah, you're going to miss a lot. Of I'm going to miss a lot. I know what you're like. Because yeah. you literally like park yourself at, at the edge of the seat and you're just like, yep, yeah, I'm going. That's also so I don't have to talk to anybody on the way out. True. And you're the same. So don't this give me true. that. Oh, no, no. But like, I know you have like bathroom problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're very hydrated. You're very hydrated. I'm very yeah, hydrated. Very That's hydrated. What That's what this is. You have bathroom problems. That sounds really dodgy, Maybe doesn't he it? he just needs a breather. Like he needs to leave the yeah. movie for a yeah. minute and be like, yeah, and like go to, back in. You yeah, know? To be very fair, judgmental there. Yeah, no. I, like, I mean, uh, but like, yeah, at three hours, like, it, it is very entertaining. Like, at no point was it kind of like, oh my God, this is so long. Like, it's constantly moving. I was looking at my watch a bit in the first half really? hour, admittedly. Just yeah. the first half hour and maybe kind of towards the end with the culminating act. Who's the star performer? Who's the, you know... Robert Downey Jr. Knew that, knew that was yeah. going to be the case. Yeah, like, Robert although, Downey Jr., I would say. See, I just I think it's each of the Avengers. I really yeah. do think that enough of them get a look in. Even, even Benedict even, No, as in like exactly. the, <laughs> the six original Avengers. Oh, okay. yeah. So even like Hawkeye yeah. and Black Widow's storylines, probably of all of them, Hulk and Thor probably less so, but I would say that this is Hawkeye, Black Widow, Iron Man and Captain America's movie. Yeah. I'd say the four of them. Yeah, yeah, Thor, yeah, Thor yeah. definitely, yeah. I mean... Yeah, it, but it really does focus on that original six, you know, like this is essentially, 
you know, we followed the Avengers from the Marvel Avengers Assemble. That was the original superhero team movie. And this is kind of the end from that journey to mm. here, you know? So where this is, um, obviously we don't want to give And it says away. Avengers Endgame, so we know yeah. it centers on the Avengers. Okay. Well, so where this, where this <laughs> series, where some of these characters are going to go, Captain yeah. Marvel is mm. going to be the, that's kind of been set up. Anybody who's been watching the series will see... You know, Black Panther and Captain Marvel are yeah. the two new. Gift <laughs> they both made over a billion dollars alone. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, yep, these are the, these are the two now. <laughs> it's them now. It. So this is where this franchise is going to go. I suppose. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it does. I mean, yeah, I'm doing an article on site, which you can check out, which is going to be looking at, and it will contain spoilers. Um, but it's basically looking at what Marvel kind of has in the pipeline now, and as a result of. Endgame, what projects are pretty much kind of completely, definitely going ahead and ones that may be up in the air now. Mm. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing um, the, the um, Black Widow one because I saw Scarlett Johansson on, did you ever see Hot Wings? Yeah. Hot Wings is obviously not what it's called. No, it is. It's, 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 yeah, the you, when you have Hot Wings, it's a really, really great show. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she did a, I watched one she did a couple of weeks ago and she is the best crack. Yeah. yeah. So I'd love to see her get her own, like I know she did Lucy and stuff, but I'd love to see mm. her get her own uh, franchise as well. And for that to make loads of money and for people to go and see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, off the back of like how well Captain Marvel did and everything. Yeah. Super heroines can do stuff too. That sounds like I said super heroine, didn't Super heroine can do things. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we're, okay, we're going to stop talking about uh, the Avengers now, Dave, so you can, you can turn off Hans Zimmer on your headphones there. There he is. <laughs> he actually yeah. had to do it. He actually did have. You actually play music when that was going on? Yeah. <laughs> he said he was going to. I didn't. I thought he was joking. Before before we move on, uh, I, I want to show. Jokes. I want to <laughs> show a clip from from Mo, from the Mo Dunford interview. And um, before we do, does uh, did anybody see that in the movie on Netflix? Um, someone great. You, uh, did yes. you see it? I made it 20 minutes into it, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I really liked it, but you know why? I find it really, really relatable because that literally happened to a friend of mine, as in her and her yeah. partner broke up and then she was moving away to start a new job. So I was watching it like, oh my God, this is so like my life, you know, it's and a... that kind of last crazy night out and everything. And it's very much a celebration of friendship, a female friendship and kind of life in your late 20s and knowing that you can still like, you know, have fun yeah. and do lots of stuff. So I find it like really relatable, I suppose. Yeah, well, I really want, like, because I saw so many people raving about it on Twitter yeah. and um, and it's at like 80% Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I really wanted to like, I made it 20 minutes in. I just thought the supporting characters were so poorly written. Like offensively so. But those three so. main actresses The three actresses are, are great. Yeah, but yeah. I just thought it was like, I felt bad for uh, one or two of the actors that they had to say some of those lines. Um, yeah, anyway, I should have should have hung around probably, Dee. Yeah. Don't have the attention span I once had. Okay, uh, Mo Dunford um, from Vikings. He's been in Game of Thrones. He's been in pretty much every Irish movie yeah. <laughs> at some point. One of the most consistent actors we have has a new movie out on Friday called Dig, um, which will be in cinemas now. Well, this is Friday. Today's the, Thursday. The, 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 dig. The, the Dig. The Dig. Dig is a Beatles thing, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Anyway, the movie's called The Dig. Mo dropped into the studio to tell us a little bit about it. Uh, I knew it would be a hard one, a difficult one, but uh, I met Brian Falconer, the producer. I met the two directors, Andy and Ryan, and straight off the bat, Brian said, look, you may not know these guys, it's their first time directing a feature, but they're the real deal, and uh, they are the real deal. They are two brilliant directors. You know, it was just incredibly collaborative from the first day to the end. So that's in cinemas this week. The Irish cinema's mm -hmm. in a phenomenal place right now, right? It is, yeah. We, said, we kind of said that to Mo as well. It's like, mm -hmm. 
the consistency of the yeah. products that have been putting out in terms of yeah. like yeah. scale, in terms of the, like the acting involved mm -hmm. is of a really, really high like quality. Like you had Rosie, um, oh, I don't know, at this point it might have been last year actually, but that's you a interviewed fantastic him for that last film. Year, yeah. yeah, yeah, I interviewed him with Sarah Green. Um, and that's a brilliant movie, like such a powerful, like contemporary film that really kind of comments on like the the housing crisis and everything. It's really brilliant. And he was a buddy in Black Forty Seven as well, and he was yeah. really good in that. He was like really good at playing a complete asshole. And he's not an asshole at all. He's a very very nice man. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like in Black Forty Seven, he was really good. He was just like. Yeah. And Black 47 did really well last year I was just going to say, well, Black 47 yeah. made serious money and then ended mm -hmm. up on Netflix, right? Yeah. That's, Netflix now, yeah. that's great to see. Yeah, and Clang, now get the Clang ready. Um, when I was interviewing Hugo Weaving, I, I interviewed him and Stephen Lang, and I talked about Black 47. I also interviewed Hugo Weaving. Clang! Thank you I was saying, but I was talking to Stephen Lang about it. And he was like, "Oh, I really want to go see it. You're really selling it to me." And I was like, "Yeah, no, I really, really liked it. It was really good." And like Hugo was like, "Oh, thanks." Used to see Stephen Lang and yell "Flyfer" across the waiter. Really? For a while. Yeah, he lived here for a while. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he seems like a nice man. Very nice man. Very, very, nice very well-built gentleman. I'll yeah, that he's one. like he like a tank. Like okay, um, I don't think we're going to see a better movie than this this year, D. I just don't. This is my best movie of the oh, year so it's far. Really? For do you, sure. Yeah, do you yeah. give this bad boy five stars? It's eighth grade. It's Bo Burnham's first movie as a director. He wrote it as well. And it's amazing, dude. Yeah, brilliant. Um, it's this one of those that you found relatable as well. I think we've yes, seen that in a tweet. Definitely. Um, so the last film that, well, aside from someone great that I like related to on this level was probably Lady Bird. Yeah. But like with eighth grade, I just, oh, I just find it so, like I, my heart absolutely broke for this young girl because I could so relate to that whole when you're young and you're so desperate to be cool and you're so desperate to be confident and yet you end up in all of these socially awkward situations and in your head you're going no 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 please this couldn't get worse and then you just blurt out this like word vomit and just seeing all her interactions with like the cool kids and her crush and all that even awkwardness between her, her and her dad her dad is trying to reach out to her and she's like Ugh, Josh Hamilton so cool. as well he's great he's and just playing her dad yeah, he's just yeah. the whole thing's her dad just trying to be, like, like yeah. encourage her and mm -hmm. just be like he's just the loveliest man yeah. It's a beautiful scene uh, yeah. towards the end. Like I think that it's a fantastic commentary as well on like just the times we're living in and the dominance of social media and how people really do invest so much time in it and really do believe that it's connecting them to people. Like she's so desperate to make a connection to people that she's on social media constantly. But actually, it's so, so isolating for her in the long run, you know, and it's it, like you see her. There's this really powerful scene and it's like to the song Sail Away. And she's scrolling through all these, um, she's scrolling, watching all these YouTube articles, scrolling through Facebook, Twitter, even like, oh, I love the BuzzFeed thing because yeah. it's something, she's doing some quiz like, you pick your favorite Disney animal and we'll pick your favorite song, like some crap like that. And you're like, like yes, that is exactly what BuzzFeed does. Well, so to be fair, I did that yeah. over the weekend. I did like pick a chocolate bar and we'll pick a movie on Netflix. So like, I'm guilty of that. Ah, but BuzzFeed is like yeah, on another yeah, no, level. No, no, it was funny yeah. talking to Bo Burnham about it and he was saying he watched yeah. him because she's she's trying to be a YouTuber because that's mm. a huge thing. Uh, that, and that he generation. was a YouTuber, wasn't he? Yeah, he was huge. And like, he, for, like first of all, I, I, I spoke to him for about, for about half an hour um, a couple of months ago and for an interview, wasn't just talking to him, but he's like an incredibly smart guy, incredibly creative guy. And how he pushed the movie forward and the star of the movie forward and that he didn't want to be front and centre at all. But he's 
a lot of people have said to me since watching the interview, or and I think it will happen after this movie as well, they've gone and looked at his Netflix special. He's got three Netflix yeah. specials. Mm-hmm. He's played Vicar Street and stuff before. He's a borderline genius. He's one of the smartest people I've ever interviewed. And to see him kind of come into filmmaking and for his first movie to be and, this critical. And do an incredible. And as, as well, I think the first thing I said to him was, he won, he won the WGA Award, Writers Guild Award for, for screenplay, and he wasn't nominated for an Oscar. And he's like, it's the strangest thing because it's the same people mm. kind of voting. And he, like, everybody else in his character was nominated for an Oscar. And he went up on stage to accept it. And the first thing he said was, uh, congratulations, losers. Enjoy the Oscars. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but just, just a great movie, like beautiful performances. And he's such, I cannot wait to see what Bob Burnham mm-hmm. does next in terms of filmmaking. Yeah. I love as well how taught it is no but it is only an hour and a half long and the amount of like stuff that is packed in there the amount of emotion that's in there is just so so beautiful and so moving and I really like the ending as well it's so perfect because there is a lot of like I wouldn't say devastation but there's a lot of despair running through it but like that fine those couple of final scenes they really do kind of give you hope for that character and Elsie Fisher's performance she like is her, a little superstar she's amazing yeah. like I'm so so excited to see both what she does next and Bo Burnham yeah she's yeah. Uh, it was really lovely to see she got nominated for a bunch of awards too mm, and kind yeah. of because the movie came out in America, I think last last summer. Yeah, a good while like, ago. So it's been a yeah. year and a half ago. Mm. So you can she's like twelve when they made it. So you can actually see her growing up. Yeah, and she's going up to accept awards and and just just get more confident and stuff. <laughs> but yeah. So Charlie, you were saying you might go and see that this weekend. You're not going to go and see Avengers Endgame. You're going to go see a real film. Yeah. See that, Brian? <laughs> Come on, Dee. If you have to pick one movie this weekend, you could go see both. If you have the entire have weekend, because of Avengers Endgame is 15 days long. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, sure. You, yeah. Know, you, yeah. you know what time it is now? You know what time it is? Dave's Movie Corner. Yay! 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 You had a very busy week of watching movies, Dave. I did actually, yeah, because we were chatting about it there before we came on. Uh, still on the Marvel binge with my girlfriend. Uh, watched uh, Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, and Spider-Man Homecoming. And on a separate note watch Gone Girl and Gone Baby Gone over last week so Ooh. it's been a good week well, that is a good week I, I watched I actually watched Gone Girl recently as well in the last few months because it popped up on Netflix didn't it yeah mm. it, it yeah. holds up really well well it's only a few years old but it's a, like, it's a really good movie to rewatch as well yeah there's so much going on in it yeah and it's really like it's so trashy like it's it's really like it's that thing of like David Fincher like giving a layer of respectability and like slickness to something that's basically an airport novel like you know that kind of way. Gillian Flynn yeah. Gillian yeah. Flynn like yeah so um, what did you make of Thor Ragnarok which okay out of, the, out of the three Marvel ones you saw which was your favourite oh Ragnarok yeah like, I thought you, you said that Marvel before movie. was one of your favourite yeah. Marvel movies yeah, yeah. it's brilliant yeah. it's so Ashing, funny Ashing said Black Panther was her favourite thus far hmm yeah. interesting that is interesting mm. I thought Black Panther was fairly meh no, yeah, I did, I did yeah. really like it. I just thought that it was a little overhyped. I think yeah. there was so much build-up around yeah. Black Panther especially. Like Thor Ragnarok, people <laughs> went into it being like, F's sake, the third Thor movie. I mean, after the Dark World, and a lot of people yes. say Dark World is the worst in the MCU. I think, and we've said this before, Mike, about expectations when you go into a movie, there was a lot of hype around Black Panther, whereas yeah. there was none around Ragnarok. And I think that did affect the reception of both. Well, that's how the Wikiki kind of go and do his thing, though, didn't it? Yeah, they, they basically just yeah. gave yeah. him a free hand to do yeah. whatever yeah, they did. And he came back. It was almost with. a good thing that yeah. Dark World did so poorly because it meant, yeah, Taika Waititi The bar's been lowered. Wanted. Yeah, literally, yeah. like, you can do like, anything you can just, with this. All you need to... Just step over the bar. That's, yeah. the, that's the only Marvel movie I haven't seen. 
Ragnarok. Ragnarok. You'd no, love the it. No, the second one. Oh, uh, the second oh, one. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't bother. bother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Ragnarok. That Ragnarok was funny. Uh, Gone Baby Gone, Dave. Had you seen that before? No, I hadn't. Oh, that's a great um, film. That's a great Because I have this big long list of films that I wrote at the start of last year of like films that I have to either watch for the first time or rewatch because I feel like I didn't appreciate it the first time. And absolutely loved it. Yeah, mm. really, it's, really love Gone Baby Gone. It was mad at the time because Ben Affleck was like seen as box office poison. That's right. Yeah, just come off fair. Gigli and, and yeah. uh, all these movies that had absolutely bombed Paycheck. And I remember walking out of the cinema when I, I actually re- I reviewed a friend of about a years ago. I'm walking out of the cinema going like, holy, like just the impact of that ending. Yeah. Mm. And Casey Affleck is incredible in it too. He was brilliant, yeah. Yeah, really thought it was just, it was such an interesting film because I was chatting to a couple of lads over the last couple of days about it. And... It's it kind of de- it depends on what your ethical viewpoint is. Mm. Like both kind of outcomes would have been necessarily the right thing, but it just depends on your ethical outlook. Yeah, yeah. I see. There's something about Casey Affleck's performance in that as well, where I was like, this guy can be commanding and vulnerable at the same time. Yeah, and that's and a tricky any, thing. And any, any actor that can do that, you know, there's a scene in a bar where he's defending Michelle Monaghan who plays his girlfriend in it, and you're like. Wouldn't mess with Casey Affleck. Like he's, you know, he's, mm. he's from the, he's from that rough bit of Boston, from Boston. Yeah. But it was a nice setup for the town, wasn't it? When the town yes. came and then made made an absolute mint at the box. Have you seen the town, Dave? Uh, I have. Yeah, love that as well. So, yeah, so, what, so what else is on your list? Oh wow, uh, it's it quite be- an extensive list. Is it? <laughs> yeah, like well, I kind of it was one of those things of like rather than sitting down and being like, right, I'll see what's on Netflix and I'll choose something then I just said I was going to write down loads and loads of movies and kind of seminal for movies and uh, work through that list instead of just going what I watch now so it's just examples of things now on the list now like 12 Years a Slave Glory The Artist um, I want to re Ghostbusters because oh, I haven't yeah. seen that in oh, about what a 20 film. years I'd say oh uh, so good yeah, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, yeah. Leon, Spirited Away, The Good, Bad, The Ugly, Hotel Rwanda. The list goes on. There's yeah. about 100 there. Yeah. yeah. But Shazam, yeah. Shazam made me want to rewatch Gremlins. The star yes. of Shazam. Gremlins, yeah. The star of just the music and the kind of whole Amblin vibe of it. I was like, I, yeah. I want to watch Gremlins, just that 80s vibe. But the Ghostbusters is held up really well. It's, I actually. The effects are really good. I'm mad about Ghostbusters. <gasps> Sorry, I don't get the whole. Like, can, you turn off, can you turn off these, Mike? <laughs> What, no, okay, I, just, I just, I, I saw it like, well, not at the time, but like when I was young and then I kind of rewatched it around the time that the new Ghostbusters was getting all the yeah. kind of negative feedback. And I was like, I don't get why there's such a big fandom behind it. I just don't see it. Sorry. I, like it's, it's a, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying that it, it's not my that fa- great I think, a movie. I think my, fa- my favorite one-liner joke of all time is in Ghostbusters. So yeah. that's. Yeah, it's the bit when they're in the uh, the mayor's office, and the guy who was who was the who was Richard Thornburg yeah. in Die Hard. He comes in, and he goes, you know, uh, these these uh, he's explaining why the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, and he goes, uh, and then the mayor goes, "Is this true? Yes, it's true." And then Bill Murray goes, "Yes, it's true. This man has no dick." <laughs> And he's and then he, <laughs> Brian had a little laugh to him. So he's like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, yeah, because like it's it, it, Dan Aykroyd says, "Dickless here turned off the uh, turned off the power, and that's why the ghost escaped." And then the mayor goes, "Is this true?" And Bill Murray goes, "You should have had that." I know, I should have. Yeah, I know. I, t- I, told, I totally I ruined like, that what? job. I totally ruined that job. Also made me love Twinkies. Yeah, I had a Twinkie down. It was a big Twinkie. Oh okay, no, they're gross. Can we give Can we give Dave a, Can we give Dave a movie each that he mightn't have seen for his list? Uh. 
have you seen Ghostbusters? I saw it when I was young, but again, I'm kind of looking at it from Dee's viewpoint. I didn't love it, and I'm oh, watching it again to right. see it. Right. Well, see, that's what happened with me. I watched it when I was young, remembering it not being a big deal, and then rewatching and being like, yeah, it isn't a big deal. Okay, I'll give you one Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah, that's one of my favorite films. Uh, okay. Well, it's oh, in my top funny. 10. Give, give him one D. Oh, um. Heat. Have you seen Heat? Yeah, yeah. Love that as okay. well. I'll give you one The Insider. Yeah, love that. Actually, can I just give you one from your list to watch? Because Spirited Away is so amazing. You yeah, it's, it's, it's again something that I don't think I'd necessarily choose, but people are always yelping like dogs about it. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Akira. Like Akira. That's on the oh, list I, as well. I still yeah. have to see that as well. And Tully. He did talk about that an Tully's awful so lot. Good. Tully's I'll put great. that on the list. Yeah. Yes. Put, put it on the list. Okay, that's it for this week. Thanks all for joining us. We'll see you next week, and I'll probably be giving out about Endgame. Entertainment.ie I love the way you say film.